What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I cannot believe I'm going to show this to you, but I cannot wait to watch your face. (laughs) So. Yep. (laughs) A far more polite reaction than I thought. (laughs) It's good. It's good. It's just a little revealing, but it's all good. Welcome to the My Print Story Podcast. Each episode is a conversation with a lover of the Purple Yoda. I'm your host, Dana Marshall. This week, I have an absolute blast talking to Mindy Crucial. Mindy is from one of Prince's favorite cities on the planet, Detroit. And like myself, a lifelong Prince fan. Melinda Crucial, all this time that you and I have been social media friends... I thought your name was made up. Nope. Born with that name. I just found out today that your real last name is. Yeah, and he says, I think I want you. So that made me pretty happy. You and I have so much to talk about. Let's start with Prince Fest. Okay. Now, you are from the Detroit area? Yep, Detroit. So that was very close to where the Prince Fests were happening in the 90s. And I think you and I were probably at all of the same ones when they were happening over in Toledo. right across the state line from you i don't know if something like that could ever work again just because now it's all about the internet back then the only way you could get your hands on let's call them collectibles um i know we're gonna get haters but whatever bootlegs we love the bootlegs sorry love them i have to say though prince played those at concerts yeah he knew we knew them he knew we wanted it was all a game so it was all a lot of the purists get very you know i'm not all about all the prince fans hating each other but we'll get to that but prince fest where it would just be a ballroom full of vendors selling their own personal prince art bootleg cds and videos to jewelry i mean there was so much everything i just wish i had a real job back then so i could have spent more money (laughs) right yeah we were making it happen with pennies oh man and then the entertainment when Mm -hmm. we had the prince impersonator that one year oh i do know who he is that was so much fun (laughs) it was fun my son did um my name is bart in the talent show against him (laughs) (laughs) wow What's your favorite memory of Prince Fest? That's going to be a tough one because I feel like we're all, I say this all the time in the podcast, we're all freaking family out there, right? Yes, definitely. I don't don't have a negative memory at all about Prince Fest. It was just freedom and joy and kind of getting wild, but it wasn't bad to me, at least my world. It was just fun. Yeah. And so everyone's having a good time, everyone exploring their artistic, you know, because there were art contests and like you said, you saw everyone's creations finding those treasures that you didn't know were out there, the videos. I mean, videos weren't that easy to find either. No. Oh, the videos were the hardest to find. When you got your hands back then again, sorry to date this, on those Prince VHSs, because that's what it was. uh, Oh, my God. It it was gold. I don't know if you knew who Cozy was, but Hmm. he he had the list, and he had a booklet, and you looked through the list to get your, your compilation VHS. I remember, so we would get there, and people would be dressed to the nines. Yep. But keep in mind, we're talking like, what, early to mid-90s, right? Yep. 
picture me about 120 pounds, braces, dirty blonde hair. I was very confused about my race at that age. <laughs> so I was wearing uh, the front of my pants were purple and the back of them were teal. And I was wearing one of those shirts that had suede patches of different colors, like I, like I was on A Different World or a show oh, like yep, that. Yep. I'm showing up thinking I am cool in that. And everybody, they came up looking good for Prince Fest. But that was fun. You saw so many different looks. I mean, it really was the people that were emulating his style, the people who were just checking it out, maybe had a Prince t-shirt on. I like to call them purple curious. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes they're a little scary, but it's okay. (laughs) So let's talk about the Prince fam. Somehow something happened along the way where they started splintering off and there became arguments between Prince fam, which is the thing I never thought I'd see happen. I think fam happened from Prince saying we weren't fans because they were fanatics and he always considered us family and it was open to everyone but you had to be willing to travel and journey whether it was taking the chance or taking a drive you know it wasn't like it was exclusive I just showed up for whatever was possible um I didn't see that separation until um his transformation because then people started being critical and then like you said the internet and things have changed the way people speak. It's always been love for me although if someone tells me they're Prince's biggest fan and I ask what concert they went to and they say Purple Rain Okay, all right. Now, <laughs> I now, keep walking. I, I'm a hypocrite now there, there you go. I wish we didn't all judge each other when it comes to Prince fam or fans or whatever you want to call yourself, mm-hmm. especially after his passing. Mm-hmm. I've been blocked by other Prince fam on Twitter which blows my mind but when someone says their favorite album by Prince is Purple Rain I'm kind of done. I mean, sometimes I will throw Purple Rain in and go, oh, yeah. But it's, you know, certain tracks like Computer Blue, right? I often use the analogy, like, if you meet someone new, are they physically attractive? That's Purple Rain. But what keeps you coming back every day? That's all the rest of the stuff. Well, there's a difference between liking Purple Rain or liking a certain album to being into Prince. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen little posts where it says Prince Sneeze 1984. I have the single, the extended version, and the bootleg. You know, I never said I was a critic because I said anything he does, I enjoy. Now, I did hear you say, and I like this, I might have liked it at a different time in my life than when it came out. Yes. But there's never really been a time that I can say I'm into this and not that. It's his voice. It's his message. It's so much deeper than music for me. And I feel so grateful that I got on that ride and And this person lasted a lifetime, you know. What's sad now is I could just show up anywhere in the world and see all my family. See all these wonderful people that we were there to have a good time. You trusted them. You felt safe. Now people are still grieving. They still have a lot of anger. And so it's been divided that way. And I hate to see that there became a certain Prince fan or fam that decided, oh, if you support getting bootlegs, then you're out. Or if you support this stuff happening at Paisley Park, or even some of them, if you go to Paisley Park, well, that's disrespectful to them. So you're out. I'm unapologetically a man that still needs to consume Prince however I can. Whether it's his music through bootlegs, whether it's me begging Paisley Park, release some new stuff. (laughs) Stop re-releasing purple copies of what I already have. You know, whatever. Uh, I'm not going to apologize for wanting the print stuff or buying the collectibles because I just need to consume him somehow. And and when you mention Prince fam, my fiance said something funny to you when you got here. She said, weren't you nervous just about coming over to some strange guy's house and going down into the basement? (laughs) 
because this is our first time actually meeting in person, right? Right, right. So you just drive across state and, hey, what's up? Yeah, you, but that's how the Detroit crawl got started. Um, <laughs> I was doing parties. I met people out there, you know, and I remember uh, a friend of mine was sending somebody over. He knocked on my door. I didn't know who he was, but he handed me some new Prince music. I was like, mm. you're welcome in. And, you know, it was a lifetime of friendship. So it's always been a good thing. Yeah. Everything related around Prince has always been a good thing. I mean, I do some sensible things. I'm cautious, especially now. Go to someone's house. You're safe. I mean, now I hope we can keep that because it is a communal way people should be. You know, um, I think his message is when you're really getting to the heart of family is what they believe in. So when people aren't doing the love for one another... Uh, the things I don't agree with, I keep quiet and just don't participate. I don't have an opinion because he's been such an amazing part of my life. I don't want that to shift. I still see Prince affect my life on a daily basis. And I listen and I hear things that help me connect and feel joy from it, not sadness. So I have to like buffer some of that and not engage because... Um, it can bring you down. And there were already always different kinds of Prince fans. You know, like I said, the collectors, the um, statistic people, the, you know. And I just had a good time. I really just weaved in and out of all of it and didn't label myself any of it. But all of it's needed, though. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. I call uh, those guys all the time. Which year was all, this? <laughs> all of them are pieces to the puzzle. Yeah. I was just looking at the Prince Vault website not too long ago where they have all the discography and all the history and da 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 and everything is so detailed. For a moment, I thought, whoa, who did all this? And it's wonderful. That's how I remembered every single it's concert I've so been to. so massively detailed. <laughs> yep. Like, I if I have a Prince question, I can just go to that site. It blows my mind. Yep. For all the people that love Prince and don't know about it, just Google Prince Vault and have fun. Yep. Everything is in there. Now, since you and I have been friends on social media and we kept trying to meet while we were in Minneapolis at one point and it just never came through, I realized that there are a handful of people that I've been friends with, whether it's Facebook or Twitter, that are my Prince fam that I've always wanted to meet. You are top of the list and boom, here you are. Irresistible Rich. Yep. Number one. I just freaking love that guy's name. <laughs> it's great. So he's one and he's always been a guy that could hook me up like Prince Knowledge or maybe even allegedly music. He's always been very, very generous with his purpleness. Yes. I love that guy. There's a girl. Have you ever met Crystal in Detroit? She does hair. I don't know. Uh, you know bright blonde hair it kind of surprises me like when there's a prince party or something in detroit and i don't know who those people are i know it's, I feel weird, it's like... weird to say do you know a girl named crystal in <laughs> yeah. detroit because detroit's ginormous but if it's a prince fan we usually know them. yeah i mean if someone comes to me and says oh i saw this guy with that symbol on and this that and the other i'm like who is he i probably know him now you see know. i <laughs> i have been facebook friends with her for a while while i was at my first paisley park tour she was in a tour ahead of me mm -hmm. so i kept seeing her and i kept thinking i know that girl and she probably noticed there's some weird dude staring at me <laughs> and finally i was able to get in contact with her and go hey we know each other but not really and now we're friends i'm still trying to get her butt over here to do the podcast though. awesome there are all these prince people from social media that i'm trying to get together physically and one of these days we're all heading out to paisley park together and we're gonna do this thing right oh yeah definitely wonderful i love doing the paisley park tours well one of the amazing things that happened with us when he when we heard the news of him i just got on a one-way my husband's like go i'll meet you we'll find out and I'm sitting there by myself outside and then, you know, people I know start coming through. My friends weren't liking all the attention. I mean, everyone's emotional, but I got connected to some new people that when I look back in the pictures are right behind me, right next to me. You know, I just didn't 
know them personally. And now we have such a great group in Minneapolis that we party with, all these great causes they're doing. So I really liked it, just expanded the positive people where some of the negative ones fell away. And I love them and I hope we all come back, but I didn't dwell on that. You know, I just keep being where the joy is. And it's, you know, it keeps it real of what Prince was about. I remember my first Prince concert ever at Fox Theater in Detroit. I remember losing my mind. I have this specific memory. I don't know what song is on, but I'm waving my arm up in the air with everybody else, but I'm doing it far too aggressively. <laughs> like I'm unaware of my surroundings. I'm clearly hitting people around oh. me. Aww. And the people around me were cool. Like they got it. Yeah, yeah. They're like, look at this kid seeing Prince for the first time losing his mind. Yep. And so I kept I must have said, I'm sorry, a hundred times. I'm so sorry I just hit you. They're like, it's cool. I've been to a million concerts. I've met so many famous people because of my job. But when it comes to all things Prince, it's different. Yep. It's it's totally different. Uh, anytime I meet a Prince-related celebrity, they, they may not be famous to the average person, but to me, I become a jackass. Can't help it. <laughs> Can't help it. Let's say you're at a Poison concert and you're next to a hardcore Poison fan. It is all about that person and Poison. So don't get in their way. Don't right, block their view. Right, Where it's that, us, we're all sharing I'm not, I'm not trying to... You know, yeah, pee on poison no right now. Right. Uh, I've Brett Michaels right up there. I still <laughs> like him. It's different with Prince. Everyone seems so accommodating. They want to make sure that you are having a good experience just like they are. Oh, yeah. It's so different. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've stayed at people's houses. Uh, Lenka in There's Minneapolis. There's a lot of trust in you. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> I know. Well, We're just hanging at people's houses. I'm oh, in a yeah. dude's basement. Whatever. I used to have parties all night. Cool. Um, our band was rare form, and they'd play at the bar, right. and then they, everybody would come over to my house after. It'd get about five or six in the morning. I'm like, I'm going to bed. Whoever's How done, lock the you. door. Yeah. You know, um, I also probably didn't have anything that mattered. Other than my print stuff, but, right? Right. You know, it was all good. I mean, I want to live in that world. I'm, I'm grateful for that. You told me before we started recording that you've been to the way you put it. I don't know, probably thirty or something concerts of Prince. That's a lot of tours over the years. Is there a specific concert or tour that really sticks out to you? Whenever someone asks me, I can't because it's always the moment. I mean, obviously, when I was on stage and in Chicago, welcome to Chicago, you know. Which show were you at for that I one? I was at all of them. So. See, I wonder how many of the same concerts we've oh, been I to. I know. I mean, I, I, was, intended, I, was a show too. I intended to be at one, but my wonderful friends were like, hey, come on. Like you said, you're not going home. I got a ticket. Let's go. And I ended up on stage and dancing in front of 20,000 people at the end of the symbol stage. You know, wow. Prince took my hand, drug me to the end of the stage and said, put on She's a Dance Machine. But what was funny was when I got home, my husband, you know, I'm already calling him going, honey, I'm not coming home. You know, <laughs> Phil's, that. He, well, that's one thing. If you have a Prince partner, that helps a lot. Is he close to as into Prince as you are then? Nowhere near me, but he's a musician and he loves the musicianship okay. and he appreciates and I saw always listening to Prince. I saw his pimp and Prince cane in one of the pictures. Oh, yeah. So I knew he was one of us. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, All right, yes. good. He definitely, well, we decided um, to get off the concerts just a second, but we decided when we were going to the celebrations mm -hmm. to kind of go with some style so we kind of had theme days and it was about four of us going so we had all our outfits oh you guys were messing out. around us yeah that. we had it and what was funny my husband phil was with three women my sister friend and myself and we pretty much got pushed aside every day for his outfits i mean it was ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> i mean i couldn't believe it the first day i got a compliment was when he didn't go in with us right away but just so much fun you know too smooth mister yeah. i know what you're talking about yeah. too 
So especially that cane that was doing it. Yeah, custom. I custom, saw, I saw yeah. some people at Paisley Park that would do, you know, like the old school Prince outfits because they were skinny enough to pull it off. Yeah. I am not. All I could think of is, oh, my God, I want that. And, oh, my God, why would I ever try to put that on? Well, that's why I want to <laughs> do a fashion show now because we got all these cool clothes. Yeah. Now, my one pet peeve, though, and again, no right or wrong, but I want people to stay in the same era in an outfit. Oh, well, you know? that's that's just a matter of consistency and <laughs> yeah. style. Like, yeah. if you're going to have the Thai foodoo, you can't have a purple rain jacket. Exactly. Did you see the awful picture of me from last Halloween? No, I don't think so. I probably mm. didn't think it was awful, so I got to check. <laughs> I think I'm going to show you right now so we can get your reaction on the podcast. So I cannot believe I'm going to show this to you, but I cannot wait to watch your face. (laughs) So one of the best things about Prince when it comes to style is how he has a knack, had a knack for doing a completely different hairstyle and um, outfit style every album. Like you can identify the album or the tour by the outfit he's wearing, for example, parade under the cherry moon yep (laughs) a far more polite reaction than i thought (laughs) it's good it's good it's just a little revealing but it's all good (laughs) do you mean that i'm lampshading that's (laughs) uh, what that's called (laughs) so see but i got love that you got the costume you know so check it out so it's usually the purple rain people that we kind of roll our eyes at no offense but you know i was trying to be real i shaved my facial hair to be legit like that oh yeah that's great and i colored my hair not with the spray temporary stuff i colored it it black i will never do that again ever (laughs) had to grow out oh it took forever i look like a fool for a very long time well see that's what prince did to you for trying to dress like him for yes i'll put this embarrassing photo on the my prince story instagram so everyone can laugh along Um, you gotta love it though that's the fun we had fun the uh the costume itself is fantastic yeah and if i wasn't so fat the diagonal (laughs) buttons on the pants would have made sense right right right. there they almost look horizontal (laughs) see that that outfit would look great on you now right that's i have lost a little bit of weight but not enough (laughs) well yeah i mean you got to make it fit your body style (laughs) um one thing i always love that prince would tell people you know you be the best you you can be, especially Absolutely. to the ones who were dressing and, and acting like him. Um, you know, we loved being inspired by him. I wasn't always trying to. I mean, definitely, like you said, everything was album related. Um, when we were at Paisley last year, I don't know where the memo Prince must have sent it, you know, telepathically because Love Sexy was the look. Mm. We had the words down our arms. Um, Troy I, had this amazing outfit. That's and, weird. You said I have been on a Love Sexy kick for like the last three weeks because that's how i go it's like one week i'm just like all signed the times the next week i'm you know way up in the 2000s somewhere uh lotus flower uh but lately it's been all about love sexy which it's been hard for me to get into because i can't skip tracks oh you gotta go through it Uh, which i'm fine with (laughs) unless i have to stop and do something and come back to it i gotta start over again (laughs) but uh yeah the love sexy album i forgot how mother freaking amazing it is i think that uh, the concert i really wish i could have seen was new tour that was over in europe because that was my look yeah. and it was like 
what, what, why isn't he bringing that here? You know, I got lucky that once I started seeing Prince, I pretty much got to see him at least one of the shows every time um, he went, you know, to yeah. Detroit area or around here. I have a friend who went to see every, I think she saw 17 of Musicology. Wow. <laughs> so again, if my stuff see seeing Tim multiple times though, that Musicology the is the perfect one. Yeah. He, it wasn't always the same right. set. And usually most of his stuff was different, but yeah. for me... When I got to go to Celebration where he performed every night that week, that was my, if I never get to ever do another thing, I'm content. You heard all the music you would never hear him do at a concert. Every different okay. style. Let me ask you this. So you go and do like one of those things where you do three, four Prince shows in a row, back to back. Do you have a bit of a Prince hangover? After that, are you like, I'm going to take a break? Or are you still... I'm still riding high. Oh, God. Um, After my Prince show in Chicago that I did the after party, like, I had to take a break. I was you? like, I was full. <laughs> like, I couldn't do any more Prince for a minute. I, and I mean that in a, yeah, out of love. Yeah, like, I was just out of, like, a glow of, yeah. oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Like, there's... And especially because his voice live is more amazing than any recording. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, there could have yeah. been a that. You know, but... There's always new music to me. I still hear new music that I'm amazed. How could I have missed anything? I mean, to me, he's still gifting it to me. So I still hear it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think in that I was content. But I pretty much only listen to Prince anymore against anything. But that's what's plugged in and always right. playing. Plugged in. That means you have a, <laughs> a thumb drive full of Prince music. Yep. I do too. I have a purple thumb drive yep. that's got it all. Everything. Anytime I meet someone that loves Prince and they don't know, I like for them to know. So I tell them, give me a thumb drive. I have something for you and I'll copy some stuff over. Yep. Allegedly. Yep. I don't know. Am I going to get in trouble for that? Uh, no. Yeah. You have to share the love because people don't know. Here's my thing about all the allegedly and all the official and all of that. <laughs> he has moved on to another world that he's told us about. So however you feel that official prince is no longer. Yeah. You support what you want. I've tried to support, my husband and I tried to support Paisley for prince's sake. He asked us to. And we will as much as we can. But anymore, if someone wants to jump on me about that, I'm like, I gave lots to prince while he monetarily kept it and now it's just out there so yeah as you can tell by my basement um if he had kids to put through college i would have been responsible oh for yes it. Yeah. we all did that. yeah that's for <laughs> i sure. mean you know and what was so funny was he could insult his fans and then you know put out that song funk you and they'd buy it and be like okay you know so you, you can, always gave it freely. You, could, you know, let's say you're filming a video of your kid dancing to Little Red Corvette. <laughs> he could sue you, and he did. And That's, then you'd say, okay, I'm still buying a concert ticket. He had one of my YouTube channels closed. Did he? I was playing Purple Rain on that Blue Cloud guitar. I wasn't singing or anything, just right. playing it. And I got a cease and assist from YouTube, and I ignored it. And then they closed my channel. <gasps> and it was... A cease and desist from his legal people. People. Which yeah. I say that like I'm special, but I'm pretty sure a million people YouTube got channels him. got it. Um, I think, you know, that was the complexity of him. I'm grateful that he was very mysterious, but as all these stories come out and everything, he was pretty much as I saw him. I remember being at Jay Leno and there were signs on the wall saying you couldn't make eye contact with him. <laughs> you know, and for us, he wasn't like that with us at Paisley. Right. So, you know, but you were respectful. You know, you didn't ever ask for a picture. I'm kind of mortified now when people are stopping fans asking them for pictures. I mean, stopping them for celebrities. Because right. you know, I'm like, no, don't do that. <laughs> like that ruins the party. I Okay, so here's what I want to believe. I want to believe that 
all of that is just a joke that Prince is playing on everybody. Could be. I mean, a lot of his stuff he did so on purpose, yeah, to for the image. Because I've heard so many stories, people looking him in the eye anyway, and then Prince and ends up hiring them. You know what I mean? So I want to believe that all of that's a joke. I know he meant business. But how like, could he be the genius he was and not be beyond a little bit of our humdrum daily expectations and ideas? I mean, I feel like if I had no boundaries, I'd be pretty eccentric myself. Now, after I read Maite's book, mm-hmm. I started pouring my M&Ms and or Reese's pieces <laughs> into my popcorn the when goobers, I go to the movies. Yeah. I'll be damned, Prince. This is delicious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was right. How did I never come up with this? Oh, yeah. Lots of fun. Uh, That's what's nice now is getting to hear the stories. And, you know, what, what's really cool is all the musicians have always been really friendly and sociable. I mean, within the... They've been really, really generous with their time and privacy. Yeah. Yep. I can't think of one single Prince-related artist that hasn't been super cool. Like, Wendy and Lisa. Mm-hmm. I already told the story in the podcast, but about the time that Lisa just sent me an autographed oh, yeah. record that says, To Dana, yes, the water is warm enough. Oh my God. I yep. could have just cried when I got that, but I've chatted multiple times with Ingrid Chavez. She's mm-hmm. like the coolest person. Yep. Um, so one day I commented on something of Levi Caesar, mm-hmm. and he's just having a conversation with me in the comments. Yep. And I'm like, You're one of my favorite guitarists ever. Like, I can't believe <laughs> we're just having a having conversation a about yep. nothing right now. They are. They've They're always so been. Nice. Yep. Um, yeah. I think, you know, they were more, I'm guessing, more limited when Prince was uh, overseeing, you know, stuff. And, um, but like, Mr. Hayes would always step oh. outside to speak to us. Freaking um, love that guy. I have a really funny story. So when I was, um, that weekend, you know, last a few Aprils back, we're there and I hear of a meet and greet at a hotel. Well, you know, we go to these things. We just show up. My one friend had to fly back, so I was with Taki of Japan. Wait, 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 wait. Is this in Minneapolis? Yes, or in s- Minneapolis. Is like, it when they did the big thing in St. Paul, the big thing with like Sheka Khan and all them? Or is this no, different? this was the Saturday night. Um, so he passed on Thursday. This oh, was Saturday. I got you. I so got we had you. been there. We heard there's a meet and greet. I'm thinking it's us, our family. Mm-hmm. We get up in there and they're like, are you on the guest list? I'm like, probably not. <laughs> if there's a guest list, I'm probably not. But Taki actually knows all these guys really well. So we're sitting outside, kind of outside this like restaurant as the everybody's coming in. And Mr. Hayes goes in and checks and then comes back out and chit chats with us and stuff. I'm feeling a little, because I don't do the groupy thing too much. I mean, as much as I'm that way, I'm pretty chill. So I'm kind of like, the you know, security keeps giving us dirty looks. And they end up taking a picture together. And I think as soon as security saw a flash, he thought we were, like, waiting to take pictures. So we ended up downstairs. But, like, we saw Wendy Lisa. We saw um, oh. Monty Moore, um uh, Mark Brown, you know, everybody. And it was just so funny because I'm laughing because I'm like, this is so not our party. <laughs> like, you just show up and, and everyone's really nice. I've made a fool of myself in front of Mr. Morris Hayes. Have you? Um, <laughs> met him on an elevator on accident. It was at the the party that I, was, I thought you were talking about okay. that was happening in St. Paul. It was a big show with like mint condition and Shekka Khan and Morris Day in the Time and Stevie Wonder. Oh, oh, it was oh, huge. It was the tribute concert, the big tribute oh, show. Oh, yeah, I went to that. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, then you know Morris Hayes was the, the music director, director. Mm-hmm. for the whole thing. So then on my way back, I go back to the hotel and I'm on the elevator and I look beside me and there he is. I freaked out. <laughs> and I cannot stress enough how I've met some of the biggest people, the most famous people in the world. 
and didn't care about it because when you're in the industry, you see how uncool it is to be famous. Like famous people are cattle and they have to go where they're told to go at what time they have to be there. They're so little cool to being famous. A lot of people on the outside don't realize that. But around Prince people, all that stuff is gone in my head. (laughs) And I'm just, I'm next to him and I'm acting like an idiot. I never get a picture with him, and I would have been that guy. Right. But I was just too bit. The world was moving too fast. Yeah. Like, I was just like, oh, my God, Susanna, my fiance, is just laughing at me because I'm an idiot. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But it's pure joy. It's so fun. He was so yeah, gracious. So nice. While I was an absolute jackass, I would like to have the opportunity to also be a jackass in front of Wendy and Lisa. <laughs> right, right. Uh, hey. <laughs> you told me you hung out with Jerome. I freaking yeah. love Jerome. We were at that black party in Detroit, and God. we had to go one way, and he was standing there, and he's so friendly and nice, you know. Um, a lot of it, like I said, for me was just the right moment, you know, being in the right place. They kind of come by. I've never, I really don't have pictures because I've never asked for pictures. Um, I'd rather have a conversation. I've had them say hi to me as they've passed and I feel really happy with that. Like, oh, they know me. It's it's just engaging. It's like they kind of remember you. I've really been blessed with Maite doing the belly dancing because belly danced in my life professionally and then once she started having the classes, she's so fun and sweet. Oh, so you met Maite? Oh, yeah. Have yeah. you met everybody I want to meet? Get out. <laughs> just hang with us. I love her. I love Maite. I do. Uh, one of my highlights, I don't want to call it a highlight because it's one of the saddest moments of my life, too. You did one of, uh, something similar to me, right? After you got the news of Prince passed you were gone yep. right yep so i got the news that prince passed i did the morning show the next morning uh at the radio station i work at literally get off the air at 10 in the morning i'm in a car i'm driving to minneapolis i'm standing outside of paisley park just for hours and we're all just kind of quiet and i don't know we're all just quiet hanging out by paisley park and then i see sheila e yep. pull up and yep. all of a sudden all these people and i realize oh my god the funeral is happening right now yeah and then after that, the gates opened. And, and they're uh, handing out flowers. And no, I missed oh, that. Okay. Check this out. Uh, but it's still, I'm still yeah. okay with it. But Larry Graham walks right up to me. And it, I never even considered getting my phone out to get a picture because, oh, my God, Larry Graham, who is way taller than I expected. Yeah, he's really tall. He is wearing like a purple pimp suit, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> I mean, and he's so pimping. He's got a huge gold ring that says Larry and a huge gold ring that says Graham on his hand. <laughs> Not kidding. He it does not get Snoop Dogg. Take notes. This is pimping, pimpin'. right? <laughs> he he just walks right up to me and just hugs me and Aww. says, "I just need love right now." Oh, I am wonderful. like, I had I'd held it together it broke right down. up until that moment. I was like, "Oh God!" Yeah. Luckily, Suzanne was taking video the whole time, and I didn't realize it. And I'm so glad because I have this video of Larry Graham coming up and just hugging me. That dude. He just spent time hugging every human being. And that's a lot of human beings yep. out there. Yep. He was hugging everybody. And Susanna goes, well, let's let's see what's happening here. And I'm like, nope, my cup is full. Let's go. Gotta go. Like, I, I knew I wasn't going to be okay. So we go to my car and we leave. As we're pulling out of that really cool parking lot at Paisley, not the one at Paisley, but the one across the street, and the, like, like where you go under the oh, bridge yeah. mm-hmm. and all that. Um as we're pulling out, we're just seeing all these very happy people with huge purple hat boxes. Oh, I know. We didn't get one either. <laughs> full of like stuff. And we're like, why is everybody got hat boxes? I say no. Taika we didn't know it until we got back to the hotel and turned on the news. Yeah. And we're like, oh, we missed it by like 45 seconds. I know. Seconds. I was right there too. And, um, <laughs> I could have got one. We went for 
one of the parties, and they were giving them out, but they were ran out. So instead, we got to come in the next day free. So I opted oh, snap. from That's the way better. hat box to the Keep free. the hat box yep. with cool CDs. I <laughs> yeah, want to go inside. I want to go see Prince inside. Um, you know, that was a moment because I remember driving up to all the balloons across, you know, and we'd just been there a few months ago. My friend had just been there the weekend before. And um, I sat up on the hill on the other side of the street just thinking, like, I'm never going to go in there again. Like, oh, no, you know, that's like second home. And um, went through all those emotions. And obviously it was a while. Everything was really in upheaval for a long time. Yeah. Um, but when they did open just for that tribute show, mm-hmm. we were like, we have a th- – uh, my husband and I now, we, which we've always kind of been this way, we're in the moment pretty much because you never know. I know people will go, I'll do that next year. I'll wait. It doesn't always come. Right. So if it's here and we can be there, we're there. So we went. We went on the tour. And I remember right away, Prince's bodyguard um, saw us and he hugged us. How have you guys been? How is it? We're trying to make it like it was. Do you think it's nice? And I remember going, yeah, it is, but it doesn't smell like him. Hmm. And the next time I was there, they had the diffusers out and everything. And um, we stayed for hours. We hung out like it was home again. I don't know how we bypassed the little hour tour. We were there like five hours, chilling in the MPG room, listening to music. Paisley Park does get hated on a little bit, but I got to give them credit. Like, number one, I'm impressed with not only the knowledge of the people doing the tours, Mm -hmm. the tour guides, but their patience and love for everybody. They have been super cool as long as people are respectful in the group. Yes, and that's the part that happens. They're super cool with like, you know, you want to spend more time in this room? We'll spend more time in this room. And you have to remember, I mean, we were there before Prince made this place to be this. Maybe, you know, we don't know if exactly, but if you look at every room, everything was designed for this reason. That was the game plan when he actually built Built it. It It was going to be a studios, then it was going to be his Graceland. He said that. Yeah, Yeah, and he, you know, said, I mean, there's how he wanted you to take care of it how you wanted to be and that's how he treated it you know when we first went in it was exactly like then because people were still respectful oh it is nothing was behind glass you know we got to sit at the piano yep one of the things though we had been through some emotional stuff so i didn't know how i'd feel going in and i'm like i'm just gonna fall apart and you know the urn was right in front it wasn't hidden for those of you that haven't done the tour yet now the urn which is a small replica of paisley park Mm -hmm. uh that contains prince's ashes uh now it's up high up near where they keep the doves and currently now it might even be gone we heard oh really so don't give us into this because we're not sure (laughs) yeah during the uh the beginning of the tours as soon as they open that that theater like rope to the tour in boom you were face to face with his ashes uh, right there at your island. And it was beautiful because you're looking in a little replica of Paisley Park. You're not looking at a pile of ashes or right. something morbid. But I knew that's what it was And I did too. Even though it was emotional, it was close. Like, it's you want to have a place to, you know, honor. And um, I was glad I was pre-warned, but mm-hmm. I was glad we got to walk around and see it because we did miss it when we went back and it wasn't accessible. Um, like I said, nothing was glass covered and being mishandled. Yeah, you the, could literally touch the shoes in front of you if you want. You Paisley know. Park definitely learned as they 
as they went. It was because some people weren't like you and I. Yeah. And that was the difference between fam and fans for us. We didn't want anyone coming in ruining it for us. We right. had a lot of privilege and freedom when we were at Paisley that when people who didn't respect him came in, we all lost it, you know. And that's why we were careful a little bit then. I didn't take people with me a lot. They just complain. I've taken my fiance to Paisley Park one time, but all the other times I've been completely alone. It's one of the few things that I can do completely alone and I don't feel alone. That sounds really pathetic and I don't mean it that way. But uh, I'm totally fine with going through that tour by myself. Well, and I don't know if you... it. It is. It's beautiful. It's for... Prince people. I could see if a novice person that really isn't into him is like, okay, so what is this place? You know, it's it's. For I don't know. That. <laughs> I think it's so phenomenal. I think you can be just like I jokingly say, purple curious. Oh yeah. You can just be a person that likes Prince and go through that place and be like, what just happened to me? Exactly. Uh, it's pretty mind blowing. It is. It's awesome, uh, especially at the end. If you don't cry when you get to the end. <laughs> I know. I mean, holy God. It's so powerful. They set it up to just slam dunk your face at the end. They're just like, oh, haven't cried yet? Welcome yeah, to the yeah, end of this exactly. tour. Exactly. Well, but, at the celebrations, did you uh, go to any of those? No. Okay. I so at that, at the end, and there was little kooky stuff going, and one of the speakers was talking on the panel, and the lights did something, and a big piece of stuff fell from the ceiling. She goes, wait, Prince, I'm not done yet. Like, uh, you just, like, feel him there, and, you know, and I know some people don't, but we do. And it's yeah. entertaining, and it's heartwarming. But one of the best things was when we were at the Rainbow Children celebration, which Prince put on himself. Right. Um, every time we came out of there, there was a big rainbow in the sky. And we're like, how is he queuing up the rainbows oh, on a daily basis? I'm not even surprised by this. <laughs> I'm not. So that first day when we went through Paisley, you know, in October, and it was, what, was that already 2016 still? And um, we came out and this huge rainbow just went right into the top of Paisley. And I said, if that isn't Prince telling me thank you for stopping by, I'm good. <laughs> I, I had so many experiences that just proved that Prince was some sort of wizard. Magic, yeah. <laughs> With the first time that we were going to go by and just stalk Paisley Park, almost all of the roads to Paisley Park were closed. <laughs> that legitimately, they were closed. Right. The GPS couldn't find it. The weirdest things kept happening like that. There were always little Prince things that happened where you're like, how did he do that? Yeah. It, it, uh, yeah, I'm just not surprised by it. In my whole life, and I've heard lots of people say this, and again, I wasn't having these conversations as I was growing up with other people. I didn't think it was odd. It was just what I did. And I, you know, I just, it was my joy. I mean, I'd have a blast. Nothing bad happened. But there were always signs for me, not to put guardian angel or things like that, but one of the funniest ones was I had to move into a place and it was all around a bunch of stress. And I looked in an apartment, went into the storage room in the basement mm-hmm. for my number. Prince Rogers Nelson was written all big on the storage room wall. What? Yep. So I'm like, okay, we're good. We're getting this place. I mean, and that's kind of stuff what happened so much in my life that was wow. like, Prince Seal, all right, we're good. Or most of my friends know any time I walk in somewhere, Prince is playing. Even if it has nothing to do with Prince that day. They're right. like, oh, Minnie must be here. Prince is on. You know, so... You just obtain the absurd because why not, you know? Yeah. And I think that's why it was so hard for a lot of us when he passed because I don't mind saying out loud that there is a ridiculous thing inside of me that believed he wouldn't die. That's insane out loud because I am not crazy. Well, yeah. 
I would like to think I'm not crazy. Well, I don't acknowledge as him being dead. We just say he's transitioned. But you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, well, there's just no way that was ever going to happen. He's not gone for me, you know. But uh, you didn't think it would ever happen, like, no. anytime soon. Yep. <laughs> so the, the loss was so incredibly difficult to understand, and I avoided it for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. I was at home for lunch, and my phone started ringing, and then I started getting text messages. I had a text message from Tokyo, Japan, and a text message from Tampa, Florida, a text message from Jamaica, New York, obviously lots of them from Kalamazoo there's only one reason all of these people would have connected are texting time, yeah. me or calling me at the same time so I just closed my computer so I wouldn't see anything I turned my phone off and finished eating my lunch slowly oh. like I totally yeah. was like everything's fine I'm just gonna eat my yep, lunch do not register I won't get into like our day of it because it was a traumatic day obviously for yeah. everybody one of the things ahead that I really appreciated was every comment and response and message I got was in love and equal mourning Mm -hmm. like because I did have some friends get negative like oh so what oh blah blah you know oh and I was like everyone around me felt love about it so I'm glad whatever my family my friends all knew and felt that way there was no like it's no big deal or right. it's well the people that truly care right. about you but it was good know. that I knew all the people that cared about me yeah. felt that way when I was telling um, someone about all these traumatic things I said and Prince died and like that's an up there for my life yeah. and they're like what do you mean I'm like that's every friend every person I know has been impacted by this this isn't like you just heard it on the radio or the TV it, what's weird is when Michael Jackson passed and I, and I apologize I hate when people make Michael Prince <laughs> comparisons and I don't know why I get defensive with that right, junk right, but I you do know. I'm just like don't get me into a Michael Prince debate don't let me don't let me do it but when Michael passed I had a very good friend I worked for a record label she was my number one artist on the label and she was messed up with Michael died and I kind of got it but I kind of didn't but after Prince died I immediately called her and apologized because I felt wonderful. like I don't think I was really there for you when that happened I didn't get it right I didn't. No, and there's no way you you really can. I mean, I mean, I did the typical fan thing when Michael died. And I started listening to old Michael songs. I was like, oh wow! And then I rediscovered some things about Michael Jackson music I didn't realize then, mm-hmm. which I'm sure a lot of people did when Prince passed. Yeah. Yep. But for me, I've I've been neck deep in the Prince music since I was 13. Yep. Me too. So there was nothing really for me to rediscover, so to speak. It was. I didn't know what to do with myself. I didn't know how to face it or mourn. Yeah. Other than get in my car and drive to Minneapolis. That's, yep, that's that was what we it. did. And find find your it people. It wasn't even a decision. No, nope, it wasn't. It was kind of like I was pulled there, like, nope. bye. I didn't, I didn't well, even think I'm, about it. I'm really blessed because I have so much support and to have a partner that kind of understands and doesn't, you know, get... Because, yeah, if you're with someone who doesn't get it, that isn't working. That's got to suck. <laughs> yeah, that's got to go. So he right away was like, you know... Go ahead, let me know. I'll be there. Yeah. And um, and yeah, you didn't know what to do. You know, it really. Um, but what's fun now? And if if anyone is listening to this who isn't in that world, I really love that new girl episode. Oh my god! Because if you want to show someone in quick snippet what it was like going to Prince's house for a party, I mean, he did a great job with that. <laughs> I was really really happy with that whole thing. I love the weird butterfly situation. Uh, but that's that magic. Yeah, that I love a sense of humor where, like, when he gets his butt kicked at the end at ping pong, yeah. he like takes off, like he's just he storms off, like he's a sore loser because yep. already so many... tells her she's not doing it right about saying love. Yeah, right. Oh my god, dressing the girl. How about, how about when she she yells at Prince and then Prince just stops and stares at her for a second and she's like, "I'm sorry, Prince." 
it showed kind of how we were and then when the whole group sitting in their living room going like what are we supposed to do now right how do we just get on with our life you know then we go I back totally to work on monday do we just go to work tomorrow <laughs> that's like, right what do we do now i just feel so blessed because you know when i started liking an artist as a teenager first exposed to music I told you Electrifying Mojo was playing it all night and I was just, you know, cassette recording every single thing. As a radio personality, I've been a radio guy since 1991. Uh, Always, my whole radio career, I was doing everything I could to get some Prince music on the radio. To be a DJ, the whole Mojo situation, just having that interconnection with Prince like that. Some of those interviews have made it their way to YouTube. Oh, I love that. To imagine Prince is just on his way back to Minneapolis and he calls you on his cell phone on the the bus. Yeah, that's on a 12 inch because he just wants to he just wants to have a conversation just wants to talk and those were some of the first times we were really hearing his voice casually too yeah you know so that was really exciting very jealous of the mojo thing but you know it's prince showed so much love for detroit detroit he always says that was his second home yeah uh which is why he says detroit crawl and it's gonna be a beautiful night and sign the times yeah Yeah. Uh, detroit has always been a big thing and mojo was a huge part of that yeah i mean it, it definitely you know was my first introduction to all that music and and um, like I said, the freedom he had to play whatever he wanted to play, you yeah. know, because he'd play it all night if he felt like it. And um, and I, I like a lot of other musicians as well. You know, it's just a whole nother world. OK, of... so before we wrap up, let me ask you that question. Clearly, Prince is your number one. Mm-hmm. So who would be your number two? I mean, you're talking Mount Everest and then, you I know, know, I know puddle. the number two is nowhere close. <laughs> but I um, I mean, now probably the only person I like is Bruno Mars. OK, because it's that kind of Morris fun dance right. music. It's always been Prince. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know? I really like what, uh, this is kind of Prince Connected, Janelle Monae's album. I don't And her tour. For, any of that. for real? It's, nope. I saw her in nothing. Grand Rapids a few months back, and I was blown away. She, she even her look at the time. Was copying, I mean, well. Sign the Times, kind some, of. Yeah. She was wearing the, like, the police yeah, hat Yeah, she's thing really done and, a lot of emulating of yeah. him. And I think that's great. I don't it's blame just, her. Yeah, it doesn't. Terrence Trent Darby was probably one I was really big into okay. besides him, which is still Princey. Lenny Kravitz, you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, it always draws a blank when someone asks. But, um, yeah, it's just, like I said, it was funny because my dad, I was about 30, and we're about to walk into a bookstore. And I don't know why he said this, but he's like, don't you think it's about time you kind of let go of that childish, you know, interested in art thing? And uh-huh. Prince was on the cover of a magazine at Barnes & Noble. So I went to totally teenage girly screaming, oh, my God, it's Prince, you know. <laughs> and he just shook his head. It was like, it's never going away, Daddy. I'm so glad that my parents were totally supportive of my Prince habit. They didn't give me any flack for any of that. They just let me... They let me do my thing, which is shocking when you consider the way the Prince music was when we were teenagers. I know when we were first exposed to you it. Know, Dar- I used to hide it. I Darling mean, they buy Nikki it, but I don't think they listen you want to, to it. Crank right. around your mom. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, it's especially like when I got the when I first got the Black album. I was still in high school then. Bob George is not something I'm cranking up around no. my mom or dad. One of my moments when I realized I needed to filter my music a little bit. Now, like I said, my son's been at Paisley a bunch when he was little. We dressed him up at one of Prince's, uh, not Halloween, but costume contests as like Mr. Happy. So we slave on his face. You know, you pimp your kid out for fun, but (laughs) poor thing. But anyway, he was about three and he was in the bathtub and he's like, sex in the summer. And I'm like, oh, what? Okay, wait a minute. Maybe I need to watch what I'm playing. I mean, it could have been worse. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, but it was a moment like, yeah, let me, you know, but then Prince got all 
good with the having the kids around, so it was fine. Okay, okay. just one more thing, then, we, <laughs> then we're totally going to wrap up. Uh, seriously, we could talk forever. So, number one, we you and I are spending more time together doing some print stuff Yes, soon. we definitely are. Now that we finally met, uh, can we agree that it got weird when Prince would change his lyrics to be clean during live performances? So, he said... <laughs> That says a lot more about you than it does me, right? I got okay with them. Okay. I think the first shift... Your, your face, I thought you were going to... Judging by your face, I thought you were going to take a real safe route here. But you're going to be honest. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. Okay. I mean, I am fine with them. In fact, because my, you know, my husband's band will play a lot of the Prince music. And I like them doing the newer lyrics. Because that way it's fun for everybody. Right. You know, because... I, I just remember being at a yeah, concert but, when oh he did, no. He when he's it. not playing Darling Nikki anymore and stuff. Well, no, like when, <laughs> when I heard the keyboards to DMSR at one of his concerts I was like oh my god I can't believe he's playing this I get so excited and then it gets... and then he sung lyrics that I never heard before and I, and I was like yeah. what did you just sing well one thing with Prince because so you know I you say we're all safe and, and we just kind of go on the ride but there have been times where I've been at Paisley at four in the morning listening to whatever and going is this cool am I in a cult am I being you know <laughs> And so I always checked myself. And right. he never tried to over-preach. I mean, one time he said something about calling it Surrender Land, and we were all like, yeah, no. Like, keep going. <laughs> you know? So um, there were some times, especially as the shift with the Jehovah Witness, because, you know, for Rainbow Children, they just sat us in a room and played that album. Yeah. And you didn't know what the heck, and all the rumors were out about everything. So there were times where you kind of went, what's he talking about? But 18 and over, or, well, that one's kind of hard to do that way. But some of them um, are good the way they're doing maybe he would sing 18 and over i want to phone you <laughs> right. that's when it's ridiculous when it's like just don't sing it well dmsr yeah. come on that what did he say instead one. there were so many words he had to change uh there was work your body like you want some more yeah yeah that was the one yeah. line that really sticks out to yeah. me because i'm like you can't even squeeze that in come on yeah. it's yeah and you're brits it's yeah. weird but that whole song and then I thought, how can he even remember it? I know. Like it's a part well, of it's just autopilot, right? right? There. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you know, we did have a little withdrawal because I remember, did you ever see Jason Tenor, Purple Rain in Vegas? Mm -mm. Okay. So he's, to me, was the premier tribute artist and he still did all the old school the darling nikki and the like you know so right. we did like going to see that was like the old prince because all the lyrics and the hide the bone and you know <laughs> that he wouldn't do anymore but i've gotten older too i guess is all i'm all good with okay. it i don't know if we're just gonna have you on the podcast again or what we're gonna do because we have too much to talk about i know but it's I fun feel, to talk i feel like we scratched the surface of the stuff that you and i could talk <laughs> about and soon i think we should get like a whole thing together where we get a big group to go to paisley park and do a whole minneapolis weekend kind of thing yeah i'm always happy when i'm in minneapolis and that is not some kind of purple bs like for real when i go to minneapolis no matter where i go i'm not ashamed or ashamed to say that i will do a prince type of tour i will go out to where purple rain was filmed i'll go out to where his old house used to be oh yeah it's lots I even of fun did some digging and found where the whole apollonia yeah, jumping in the water topless there, thing right, right. yeah <laughs> ladies and gentlemen do not bother it's not worth it it's it's like an hour and a half away it's buried in weeds if you find it it's not worth it <laughs> i thought we'd never go back after that april 21st and we've been there so many times since every chance i get I to know. go it's, it's always fun stuff just going keep, on and every year i keep saying this is my last time for a while and i still go back because <laughs> you know it's gonna be good and this year uh okay so i always do the vip tour and i do it on thursdays because they let you sing in the studio oh cool and they give you your recording on a thumb drive but this year i'm doing like they have a, a 
higher level of VR. Yeah. Have you done that Not one yet? yet. I haven't done it either. What's 160 bucks when you have a credit card? <laughs> because I'm in debt. Okay. We have to stop. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for spending time with me today. Yes. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to share and see all the cool print stuff. You want to make a Prince noise in this? Oh, I'll, I'll do this one. Get show notes, pictures, and more info on my Prince story at myprincepodcast.com. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at My Prince Podcast. My Prince Story is recorded in my cozy Prince basement in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga, Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com.